Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my Dingleberry co-host, Jimmy Youthy. I, I pitched it to Holden to change uh, the name of the podcast to That One Musical Podcast, the show where we sing you everything, That One so, Musical Podcast. <laughs> Okay, I'll, so I'll, get, I'll be done with that bit now. <laughs> get ready for a musical episode of the near future. We are not prepared for it. <laughs> no one ever will be. We're not prepared for this. Olden, we're never prepared, let's be honest. We are not, we're, no. We're more prepared than ever, though, now. I Literally, feel like- all of the... All of the news we talk about on this podcast, we just make up on the spot. We're lucky <laughs> if it it's like corresponds with real things. I didn't know we were the uh, New York Times. <laughs> oh, just getting there, a legitimate news organization. <laughs> We've got a great episode for you this week, uh, featuring our reviews of The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, which is our listener request for this week, and then the new Netflix movie, Extraction. Yeah! That one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> But first, Jimmy, we've got to do toms. We got to do the toms. The toms, the toms, the toms, the toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we write the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. We're back to Bombadil. We ain't doing Baskin again this week. <laughs> uh, Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's do it, Alden. All right. So, uh, in true fashion to how we have been doing the last several weeks, uh, we have a, f- a f- couple of delays but there actually aren't as um, many as in previous weeks. However, hey, Holden, if these... I could if I could lay off delays, I wouldn't be eating as many potato chips. <laughs> I'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, delays, lays potato <laughs> chips. That's the joke. We for get those it. of you, Emily, who didn't get the joke on the first try. <laughs> uh, so the the unfortunate part about this is these two probably hit the most home for us or at least they're probably two of the ones i'm most excited for and i know at least one of them is for you um so one of them both of these are Lionsgate uh movies by the way so it's probably that their studio came that studio came out and said this um john wick 4 was delayed to may 2022 which is a whole year past when it was originally supposed to come out i didn't realize it was supposed to come out next year and that soon but that makes me sad that we're not getting a John Wick. But movie we just soon. got a John Wick movie. Holden, we can be, we can, you know, be satisfied for a while with that franchise. I suppose, I suppose. But then the other one, Jimmy, don't even, is that don't do it, Holden. I can't take it. <laughs> Spiral heart. from the Book of Saw <laughs> has been delayed until May 2021, you which is monsters. also a whole year. <laughs> Spiral was supposed to come out this weekend. You. Monsters. <laughs> it was supposed to come out this weekend. Now it's coming out next. I think it was maybe it was next weekend. But regardless, it was supposed to come out very soon, and now we won't get it for another year. I thought it was unfortunate. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 
those maniacs. We're both very sad about this. Do you think if I um, cut off my foot, <laughs> they'd let me see it early? It's got to be like done, right? Yeah. It's done, 100%. right? It's got to be don't, done. Like, I assume they just pushed it back a whole year because they want to be safe. Like yeah, they want to they, they want to make money off of it, which I don't think it's yeah. gonna do that well. It'll do our. It'll probably be a. Well, do you think it'll do as well as Jigsaw? Yeah, I do, because it's gonna be pretty low budget. Um, and I mean all the salt in May. Yeah, I think so. All right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't really like horror movies. Certainly do better during during like Halloween, but I don't think they necessarily do bad in. Like the summer, early summer months, even. Yeah. This is. Oh. You're killing me. <laughs> the hardest bit of news this week. We had to get it off the plate right away. That that uh, that gets a Tom Carroll Baskin. I don't care what you say, Alden. <laughs> bring it. It can only come out for devastating news. All right, like fine. This. I'll give it that too. <laughs> All right. What um, else do you have, Alden? There's that. So the next we're just done. I can't take we're just it anymore. Done. That's the <laughs> can't podcast go anymore. this week. <laughs> See you guys next week. Extraction, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this actually this bit of news actually like broke right after we recorded last week because I was still on the call with you when I figured when I noticed it online. But um there's a big dispute between AMC Theaters and Universal Pictures right now. Universal uh last week announced that they were going in the future once the movie theaters open back up they plan to release movies in theaters and also on streaming uh simultaneously with that 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 in in of i can't speak that already is like a big thing a big announcement but what followed was amc saying okay well if you're gonna do that then we're just not gonna show universal movies at our theaters anymore oh snap (laughs) which is like so dumb like i we talked about it and like we think it's them you know like bluffing and you know whatnot i know so this is my response to this situation universal has to draw this line because movie theaters have so little negotiating power already as it is Mm -hmm. and it's i mean before coronavirus now with coronavirus if they let this slide who knows what their position is going to be once things reopen um so they need to draw this line and i you mean you mean amc needs to draw you said Universal. yeah amc needs to draw this line yeah uh basically saying that no production companies we're not gonna just let you win basically yeah um and which i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of other theaters join in on this stance because I mean, it's a widely known fact that movie theaters are are already struggling. Um, so for them to lose a even bigger slice of the movie pie to studios, that would be devastating. Yeah, and I get it. Like I mean, I'm, I, and I know you are too. We're both in support of like movie theaters and stuff because we like the big screen experience. But I also am like. I don't know. I'm also don't not paying 20 work. bucks for Trolls World Tour. <laughs> That's true. I do not want to have to do that. Which did well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently. Well, okay. <laughs> Side tangent for that. I was seeing that it, uh, people or like places say, oh, it did better 
than the theatrical release of the original movie. And I'm like, no way. And then I looked it up and it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the original movie made like close to 400 million and like the new one's only at like 160 or something. I'm like, what? Ironically, they're the trolls, Holden. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you did it again, Jimmy. I did it again. <laughs> All right. Again, uh, end of the episode. See you guys next week. <laughs> The the addition to this like story though is Regal Theaters, another um, movie ch- movie theater chain, also uh, backed AMC. We have yet to hear things from like uh, Cinemark, which is what we uh, in Sioux Falls, the theater chain. They have the monopoly. And uh, Marcus Theaters, which is the one uh, that runs Lincoln's Theaters. We haven't heard from either of them yet, so it may not affect us yet, but it still sucks. It does. I'm going to give it a, a Bombadil, I guess. I'll give Let's it a Bombadil, too. Now, the next one, Jimmy, is exciting. <laughs> we called uh, it, you sent this one. We called <laughs> it. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, so, it was announced this week that Tom Cruise is going to be filming a new movie. You know, a fun new action movie, but this time, in space! In space! Uh, it is, it was confirmed by NASA, uh, officially that they, that, uh, Tom Cruise will be partnering with them to film a movie on the International Space Station. It's also being, uh, partially, uh, sponsored and, uh, partnered by SpaceX, which is Elon Musk's, uh, space travel company. And it's probably not Mission Impossible based on the indications, which sucks, but it's still a Tom Cruise in space. <laughs> we have been saying it for years, Holden. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise. We said Mission Impossible, but we Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is going to space. Yeah. I'm saying there, we there was it. no way that he wasn't. <laughs> like that was the next logical step. <laughs> I'm just so happy. <laughs> uh, this is like just you need a you need to make an expansion pack to your video about Tom Cruise now and uh just add that he's doing this. Yeah, going to space. <laughs> Odds he lives through this. Of course he's going to, because he's Tom. He's Cruise. gonna live. He's Tom Cruise. <laughs> like the the shuttle could crash while docking onto the space station, and he'll still live. The question is, who's gonna film it with him? Is he just gonna bring camera up there by himself and I just you know, know zero gravity float that thing? <laughs> I don't. And like, I guess okay. This may be a stupid question, but how long does it take to get to the ISS? Oh, not very long. Maybe. Like, okay. what, I didn't like think an hour, so, maybe. I, wasn't sure. I, I guess it depends it's... where it is, because you just have to get into orbit. Yeah. Right. I just. Wasn't I mean. Sure. Yeah. It's you a, might. I would orbit. imagine you'd have no to orbit. wait for like a certain day to. I don't know how the ISS works. Does it orbit or does it like it? It's got to orbit, right? It doesn't stay in it the orbits. same position. So I imagine yeah. you just like wait for a day that it's pretty close, and you just. Yeah. Shoot a rocket up there, you know. I don't know. I'm giving this a Brokaw, though. <laughs> that is a Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw if I've ever heard Certainly. one. <laughs> Hi, I'm an astronaut slash cinematographer. <laughs> um, next bit of news. Uh, it was May the 4th be with you day a couple days ago. Um, and that was kind of big for some re- for uh, numerous reasons. Rise of Skywalker got put on Disney+. Plus. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait um, to, i'm glad i don't have disney plus anymore <laughs> got that mandalorian behind the scenes series starting up uh haven't watched that yet um and then 
also the uh, Clone Wars finished, and apparently it finished really well. Yeah. And it kind of makes me want to watch it. Maybe I'll just watch the end <laughs> or <Maybe>. the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, then another big piece of news broke regarding Star Wars on uh, Tuesday or Monday, I guess it was. Um, Taika Waititi is officially uh, directing a new Star Wars movie. I'm pretty sure we had talked about that he had been rumored before, mm-hmm. um, but now it's official. Um, Lucasfilm or whoever is now saying it. It's probably Disney saying it, actually. Um, but it's going to be co-written between him and uh, Christy Wilson Cairns or Carnes or however you say it. Um, but she was one of the writers on 1917 and the upcoming Edgar Wright movie Last Night in Soho. So that's exciting, assuming that movie is good, which it probably will be. Um, the project is currently unknown. But I thought this was funny that he's doing this because he's already signed on to do like so many other things. So who knows when we'll see this. But he's also supposed to be doing Thor 4 which that's obvious. He's supposed to be doing an Akira adaptation, which is an anime, for those of you unaware. He's supposed to be doing a sequel to What We Do in the Shadows, which I didn't realize before I was looking up stuff about this. And apparently he's doing some, like, football movie, like, like not American football, the, the other football, doing some Real football, football movie football, called... am I right? Um, <laughs> no. Soccer for I don't Americans. Care. I actually uh, watch but, it. But it's called uh, Next Goal Wins, and it's apparently based on some documentary about American Samoa team. I think we talked about that, too, on sometime on the podcast. But so, yeah, he's got a lot of projects under his plate. Are you excited for a uh, Star Wars movie from him? Of course, Holden. This is a Thomas Two Thumbs Up Brokaw. Um, Just getting a couple of those out here. Can't wait to see it in 2030. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should, Jimmy, maybe I should make you watch what we do in the shadows one of these weeks. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I almost forgot to put this next bit of news on here, but I <laughs> could not. not I wouldn't mention have let it. you forget, Olden. Yes. So last week we did our review of Tiger King. Exciting times, right? You know, good, good show. Everyone's seen it. You know it. But it was announced this week that Joe Exotic will be getting a TV show or a TV show about Joe Exotic will be made if, uh, an adaptation i guess with nicholas cage playing joe exotic and in my opinion there could not be a better casting for this i think if nicholas cage gets into this like he does and has proven he does even if the movie is bad like even even if the movie he's in is bad he usually gets into it and i'm really <laughs> excited to see him just get like go like batshit crazy <laughs> Uh, Holden, all I can say is my thumbs are getting real sore from all these Thomas <laughs> Two Thumbs Up Brokaws are dishing out this week. Oh my god. It, and so yeah, just to clarify, it's a TV show. Um, So what platform or channel that'll be on is yet to be seen, but exciting stuff. I'll give it a t- uh, Two Thumbs Up Brokaw as well. We're almost making up for the devastation of the spiral delay. Almost. Almost. Not quite. Almost a third of the way making making up for it. The next one is another, I bet, for you, Jimmy. Looking at your notes. Um, Space Jam. Got some new news about that this week. Mm, for those of you Space uh, Jam. Mm, <laughs> raspberry. Mm. Only one man would give me the raspberry. Lone for star. Uh, for those of you fans of the original uh nineteen nineties classic film Space Jam, um it was I so I didn't realize that apparently it had filmed already. It's like almost ready to go. 
But uh, LeBron James, who's going to be starring in it, replacing Michael Jordan uh, in the original movie, he is. Uh, he revealed that the title is going to be Space Jam, A New Legacy. And apparently it's a reboot, not a sequel. Because I was under the impression it was Space Jam 2 for a long time, but I guess it's a reboot. Oh, it's a reboot, huh? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know either. I also I haven't want... seen Space Jam since I was like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible. Also, there's a really funny video you can find online. There is a song in the soundtrack that sounds exactly like the main theme from How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> 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 and you can find like a comparison video online because when I last time I watched it, I noticed it. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. John Powell. What a hack composer. Jeez. Yeah, Just copying um, Space Jam. <laughs> uh great great I, I this gets a thomas two thumbs up broke off from me too oh my thumbs oh <laughs> can't wait to review space jam a new legacy on this podcast you know it looks like i'm not gonna be able to finish assassin's creed odyssey from here for a while while i ice my thumbs <laughs> can't use oh. those joysticks <laughs> uh next bit of news this is probably we probably won't put two thumbs up for this <laughs> one but um it's uh there is going to be a hercules live action disney movie made now we've gotten plenty of hercules movies in the past but this is going to be an adaptation of the animated disney movie which has danny devito as that little goat man <laughs> hey i heard it has a strong script Boom-tsh. no nothing no nope <laughs> but apparently uh there's no director attached yet it's going to be produced by the russo brothers and that's all we know about it pretty much um and a lot of people are wondering if like this will kind of take more of an action-oriented approach kind of like mulan seems to be i'd be okay with that because mulan kind of seems to be doing its own thing and not s- sticking strictly to the animated movie and that's kind of what i want them to do instead of just being the lion king Hey, uh, Disney, if you want me to play Hercules because of my body type, feel oh, free yeah. to call. <laughs> He's, I might he be able to like, fit it in my uh, tight schedule here. He looks like the statue of David. <laughs> <laughs> Naked and all. Naked and all. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it a... Uh, Bergeron, I guess. There you I don't go. Care. Uh, so the next bit, this isn't really movie news, but I just thought it was funny. (laughs) Um, so Harrison Ford back at it again with more (laughs) troubles with his, with his, with his piloting skills, apparently. So this week, uh, he is apparently under some investigation for failing to comply with some FAA guidelines while, uh, in his plane. It's not, it's not anything like a crash like he's done before, but apparently he was, (laughs) but apparently he was just like in the ro- he was like on the runway when he wasn't supposed to be or i can't well, I, another plane was like scheduled to land in within like yeah. a couple minutes or something but apparently like there's a lot of wish wishy-washy bits of this just because like apparently there was really never any danger of, no. of harrison ford like crashing into another plane or anything so a lot of people are wondering if this will just get thrown out eventually um but just <laughs> for context uh these are i, I got a few more things yeah haunt i uh i got a few more times where harrison ford was in problems with his airplane or whatever so he actually crashed a helicopter in 1999 uh he had a bad emergency landing in 2015 which i remember that very vividly because he hurt himself while doing that that was the same year where force awakens came out so like and he had that door he broke his leg or whatever (laughs) yeah fell on (laughs) and then he actually he like he was piloting a Boeing 
737 and he like overflew uh, overflew it on a runway apparently um in 2017 so yeah he has a pilot's license but should he i thought there was one where he like he almost crashed into another plane like midair like he had to fly he had to <laughs> i guess not from what i saw but maybe i thought that was the one, one in 2017 Maybe. I don't. I don't know why he'd be flying a Boeing seven three seven. I feel like <laughs> feel like he would not maybe. be. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I feel I, like I, he would not be licensed to do that. I could have misinterpreted what I was reading, so I guess take that with a pinch of salt. But yeah, so I'm gonna give Harrison Ford as a pilot a bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he's a little bit better in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. bombadil. <laughs> okay, so a uh, little bit of news for the Borderlands movie for those of you excited about that. Uh, Kate Blanchett is in talks to play Lilith, who's a major character in the Borderlands series. Uh, she's like a psychic user called a siren, and I think there's only like six sirens in the universe or something like that. But she's kind of this like sassy, like major character that I think Kate Blanchett would just eat up. I think she'd be very entertaining. I'm going to give that a Broca. <laughs> sure, I'll give it a Broca on your behalf, Holden. Okay, I'll skip the bit about the new Twilight book, because who cares about that? But no, we should talk book. about it, Holden. Do you it's want our Okay, duty. fine. This is our duty, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> so it was announced this week that there's apparently a new Twilight book coming out uh, from author... I can't remember what the author's name is. Uh, oh, man. I should have written it down, but I didn't. I was going to say Suzanne Collins, but she's the Hunger Games. Uh, You keep going and I'll think of it. Okay. uh, But the book is going to be titled Midnight Sun. And it's going to be supposedly be the events of the first book, um, but told from Edward's perspective. Didn't she already do this? Uh, So this, I think it was like partially written for a long time. I thought she had already written these books. Stephanie Meyer, Holden. Stephanie Meyer. I looked it up. Well, okay, so it. I think what had been out before, from what I understand, may have been like uncompleted versions, because I think it was leaked. <laughs> like what is several she? Years EA ago. Games? Am I right, Holden? Yeah, what is she? Naughty Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, they but don't release I, uh, uncompl- incomplete versions of things, Holden. What are you talking about? Oh no, I meant just leaks. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it was leaked. Um. And now it's getting like a, and so that apparently had like made her not want to release it for a long time, but now she's back on it. Probably the Twilight money is drying up, so she got to release a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think if we get a movie adaptation of this, I hope Robert Pattinson goes back. Wait, why would you have a movie? <laughs> what would the camera it's angles be reversed? It's literally just the same movie except with <laughs> with Robert Pattinson narrating over it, except for Bella instead of Bella. Wow. Yep. I don't care. I'm going to give it a Pompadil. Didn't read them, didn't see them. I'm going to, then that's why I'm a happy <laughs> individual <laughs> still to this day. I'll give it a Bombadil. Uh, so, Jimmy, you added some video game news yeah. that we can run through. Holden, you slacker. Not getting <laughs> all the news. Had to come in, fill in some gaps here. First off, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was revealed for a holiday release this year, 2020. For current gen and next generation consoles, as well as PC, looks great. Uh, it's based on uh, Vikings and England. If you like, didn't medieval. get that from Valhalla, yeah. If you didn't get that, well, the rumor is that it's going to be Ragnarok for a long time, but I feel like that would be kind of stealing from Thor. So I'm glad yeah. they went with Valhalla and also God of War. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I was going to say lots of Nordic stuff in pop culture these days between Thor, mm-hmm. that Viking show, God of War, this, a lot of stuff. I'm pretty excited about this. Like I might, as lukewarm as my reception has been to like Odyssey and the other ones, I would be very excited to play a Viking centered Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. So my kind of things that I was like. This is interesting on Odyssey. I'd like to see it more fleshed out. It's kind of like that, uh, I don't know, the political sort of aspect of it. And it seems like that is way more implemented into this game, way more fleshed out. So I'm really excited to see that. You have like your own settlement. You can be like a diplomat sort of and make alliances or you can do raids and stuff. It's a lot more organized politics sort of Game of Thrones. Um, as long as I get a drink, drink meat out of horns. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a, a mini game where it's like a basically Viking rap battles. <laughs> oh no! That were like a historically accurate, I guess. Is it just them throwing runes at each other? I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I'm excited for that because I really like the Total War games. And like as I was playing Odyssey, I'd be I was like, <laughs> I was like, I I would like to see a, a mix of those. But also, imagine wanting to play games that require strategy, Jimmy. Just but give me something I can blow up. That's all I want. No, play. see, that's the thing. I don't want that much <laughs> like total war. Too much strategy. I want the balance of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You picking up what I'm putting down, home? I'll give it a broca. Yeah, I'll give it a broca too. I'll, you know what? I'll give it a Thomas two thumbs up, Broca. Ooh, I'll give thumbs. it one Broca. <laughs> um, but also, <laughs> I'm like, I cannot do another Assassin's Creed game for a while. Because I'm about, I'm almost 100 hours into Odyssey. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just so. Maybe I shouldn't do Valhalla if it's going to take me that long. <laughs> it is a juggernaut. Uh, Holden, PSVR finger tracking controllers are in the works. Um, at Sony, they released some information about this technology that they're developing, probably a ways off. I would imagine this would be something that we'll see on the PS5 with the next generation of PlayStation mm-hmm. VR. Um, another note for PSVR, um, which makes me excited, is that uh, Vader, Vader Immortal, the Star Wars game that was exclusive to Oculus, is yep. going to come out to PSVR this summer, um, but there's no uh, release date or price yet. Nice. Uh, probably would be $30, they think. Yeah, because um, each episode's 10 bucks. I'm going to give those a Broca. I'll give it a, a Broca, too, sure. Yeah. Um, I can't wait until PSVR 2 comes out, and I'll have a better VR headset than you, Holden, once again. <laughs> well... You know, probably by that point, maybe I'll just buy one, too, because I'll have a PS5. Also, I think they, they're they coming out with, like, an Oculus Quest 2. No, uh, that so a- that's a bit misleading. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to be kind of like a minor... Well, it's going to be, like, upgraded, but it's kind of in the same vein of, like, whenever they upgrade to a new Switch console, and they just kind of replace what they have. Oh, spoken like an someone who successor. just bought an Oculus Rift S. Well, I didn't get a Quest, so... I said Rift S. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Holden. Listen. You never listen. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a new The Last of Us story trailer that came out today, but I didn't watch it because I don't want to see spoilers in the I video or in the comments. Was it a good trailer, Holden? It's all right. There you go. Had <laughs> <laughs> a lot of. Yeah, it was, looked more like what we had seen before. 
Wow. Ellie's sad. Joel's sad. Just happens. <laughs> I can't. Why can't something I like just end not divisively? <laughs> like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Batman. Arkham, I'm glad I like Star things like Wars. the Avengers yeah. movies. Star Wars. <laughs> like, come on. Just give me one. <laughs> one thing. I'm glad I like Half-Life and Marvel. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm um, better call Saul. I'm hope I'm holding out hope for that. That'll be good. Yep. Vince Gilligan won't let me down. Um finally Holden. I guess that trailer gets a Bertrand, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Bertrand. I didn't see it. Finally, for the the video game news here, uh just broke today. Uh you will be able to customize your genitalia in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can live vicariously through my character. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, it is in place of a like a gender selection option so there you okay. go <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird why is that an option cd cd project red is just like showing off but like not really because no one cares <laughs> like is your character not going to be wearing pants <laughs> yeah like we're never are, are we ever going to get like full nudity i doubt it i don't know i know like in australia or something it got like the full-fledged like highest adult rating <laughs> that doesn't exist in the united states or something well i'm gonna give it a bergeron because i don't care i'll give it a bergeron too yeah um all right holden uh wrap up with some sad news here i guess because you forgot to put it in your stuff uh a couple tragedy track tragic deaths um occurred in bollywood the famous movie making industry in India. Um, uh, both were very or relatively young. Irfan Khan, who was in Slumdog Millionaire, Life of Pi, and The Amazing Spider Man, although I don't remember him in The Amazing Spider Man, he died of an infection. I think he was in his 50s. And then Rishi Kapoor uh, was another prominent Indian actor who died of leukemia. I think he was in his late 60s. So too young to Which go. Which one was the one that was in Jurassic World? Uh, I think that was Irfan Khan. Oh, okay. He's like the owner of the park. I think so. Also, uh, one of the actors from Scrubs died. I haven't seen Scrubs, but I'll, some tragedies yeah, this week. So Yeah. It, it's, it was actually Christopher Lloyd's nephew that died. Oh. So. And Christopher my, Lloyd is interesting about still that alive. is my, my youngest brother, Logan, he actually started watching Scrubs. Uh, which is a very funny show, but we we saw that character and got sad. Yeah, so that's a Tom Bombadil. People dying. Bombadil. Death is sad. Premature deaths. Not a fan. Nope. All right, Holden. So, are we done with the Toms for this week? We sure are. Thank God. <laughs> there were some. Let's go it was on. a roller coaster ride, Holden. There were a, some really big was. ups. <laughs> My some big lows some we st- we ended lows. low and we ended low and started low yeah it was a big parabola <laughs> wow all right awesome. uh yeah so let's go on to our listener request review of the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension let's do it Jimmy, say the title of this movie three times fast. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Boom. Damn it. 
all right, fine. <laughs> Although every time I like wrote bonsai, I spelled it wrong. B-O-N-Z-A-I instead of B-A-N-Z-A-I. Jeez. Gosh. Is that how you spell bonsai tree? No, you spell it with an O, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> so, uh, Buckaroo Bonsai uh, was a listener request. Um, Scott it's Sutter. It's a movie. Yeah, from Scott Sutter, my father. Um, the man it, who ruins the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is a movie from the 80s. That's about all I can say about it. <laughs> so the plot, what is it? Uh, I'd love to tell I you. I still don't know. Uh, are we doing non-spoilers and spoilers or just spoilers? We should get that out of the way. I think we should just spoil. Let's try to do non No, let's try to do non-spoilers. <laughs> Why? I want to try. I want to try. I feel like we could spoil this movie and you'd still not have an idea of what's going on. That's true. Let's just okay, spoil. Okay, fine. We'll just do full spoilers. Uh, I guess before we start, though, just to kind of describe it, it's like this bizarre sci-fi, like pulpy, um, I don't know, adventure movie. <laughs> it's, it seems self-aware, but then it doesn't. <laughs> yeah i don't know what's happening (laughs) like are they actually trying to make like a decent movie and then (laughs) and then at other times it's just very self-aware and making fun of itself so i have no idea (laughs) well we'll just do spoilers um okay so to start out i want to say um so it it sucks that we did it now because it was just taken off of amazon prime like end of april oh i didn't know that yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't know it was going to be taken off, but um I knew it was on there. Uh that's $3.13 and so, I'm never getting back. <laughs> uh but my dad actually owns it on DVD and so we watched it via that way. Um and he actually owns the extended version. Oh, so you got to see the extended version, huh? But the extended version doesn't actually add anything except for the opening scene, which has bizarre the it's the the opening scene is like Buckaroo Banzai as a kid, and it's like this almost like documentary footage of him and his like genius parents. Um, and his mom is played by Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. <laughs> in this extended cut. Yeah, and it's just it's weird. She was cut from it. <laughs> and like and she has this like small role, and it's not like she was like a small time actor. She had already been in Halloween and whatnot by that point. And she's just like cut at the beginning of the movie. But I think you watch the original and I 100% think that's better because if you don't watch the original, it doesn't have the text intro. Oh, yeah. The Star the Wars extended. crawl. Yeah. And after having watched like I went back and watched the text intro and there were so many things that I was confused about that would have been answered if I had seen that text intro. <laughs> I still and was like, confused. I, there's oh, a lot well, no, of information packed too. into that text intro. <laughs> I mean, it. I don't think it would have overall overall helped my understanding of the movie, but it would have just cleared a few things up. <laughs> All right, Olden. The beginning of this movie, <laughs> it takes like a solid 15 minutes for anything to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that long, but it is weird. It's, it meanders and it doesn't explain what it's meandering around because like 
The whole thing I is w- like, I, oh, I was Buckaroo con- Bonza. I was confused at who Bro- Buckaroo Bonza even was for yes. like the first 10, 15 minutes. I, uh, so Buckaroo Bonza is like, I think what's called a polymath. I think that's what it's called. Someone who's very, very talented at just like anything they do. And so the beginning of the movie has him and he's like doing brain surgery and he's like there's a really talented brain surgeon but then he just like drops what he's doing and goes and does this like experimental like <laughs> race test thing yeah i don't know he just starts are they just trying to see how fast he can drive i don't under even understand what the experiment was so from what i i think he was testing so basically what happens in the test is he like ends up going into this other dimension the eighth dimension and he um, drives and through like, like a rock wall a rock mountain he just goes straight yeah, through it goes straight through it um i think that was the intention was to try to reach that dimension based on like what okay. they say later in the movie but then that makes me not understand why he went off course <laughs> like <laughs> also <laughs> if that was the intention like he still accomplished what he was wanting to and I, I don't know. I, lo- I mean, I guess he's supposed to be smarter than everyone, so maybe he just knew a better way to do it. Yeah, I love how he also just, like, turned at 700 miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that, that's not how physics work. I'm like, that thing would just be rolling for years. <laughs> he just I'm turns. pretty sure. Okay, so at one point they make a note about, oh, he broke the sound barrier, and I'm pretty sure he did. they said that before he turned. It was right after he turned, I think. Oh, actually. it was. Okay. But he was getting close to it. I'm like, there's no okay. way. <laughs> uh, the music is something else. It is the most 80s soundtrack ever. Yeah. I think... I think it's okay. I, I think it works, especially just because the movie is so weird and so of its time. But it's also, I almost could have used more of it. There's certain parts in the movie that are like oddly quiet. And then they also really like reusing like the main theme a lot. And they just like remixing it a lot. And I that got kind of annoying. I would have been okay with hearing something else. I also love when the, the helicopter pilots like look at the look at the tracks when he goes through the mountain. This is what they say here. I got it. A clip of it. <laughs> I just died laughing. Classic. Oh man. Um it is it I mean okay so we described the intro there and for those of you who haven't seen it and are still listening to this it only gets more bonkers. So we can kind of go through the cast a little bit. Um Peter Wellers um plays Buckaroo Bonsai. Um you may know him as RoboCop. Um or is he's, the bad he, guy from Star Trek Into Darkness. Is he? Yeah. Oh okay. Um, he's a good actor, than, and I think uh, he does Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, um, and I think he does very well as Buckaroo Bonsai. He's just like he's he's just kind of this everyman. He almost seems like an Elon Musk type, where he's like yeah. he's very talented, but he's just kind of like does whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about that club scene. What? <laughs> this movie is so nonsensical. I like. I'm. I have no idea okay. what is even happening. For, like the first so it, half hour. So it gets to the club scene. Yeah. So it gets to the club scene, and we find out. Oh, not only is he a brain surgeon, and also this like scientist, but he's also a talented musician as well. <laughs> even though Peter Weller is not the best at singing, but it's it's supposed to be like he's this very talented musician. But he has this interaction where he says maybe the best line in the movie during this scene 
He says, he's like talking to this woman in the audience and everyone is like berating her. And he says, we don't have to be mean because remember, no matter where you go, <laughs> there, there you, you are. are. I have that written down. <laughs> no matter where you go, there you are. I have that written down in my notes. It's a pretty good line. There are in like there are lines like that in the one that Jimmy played throughout this movie that are just very funny. All over. And they all over. Yeah, and they just seem like <laughs> and that and that that's the part of the movie that makes it seem like it's very self-aware because it's like like you have all of these talented people making this movie, you don't think that that would be like deliberate like on purpose dialogue if it wasn't trying to be tongue in cheek. It's like they were out to intentionally make a cult classic. Yeah. Um. I, one I of my favorite jokes was when the president, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I need those secret documents. It's like declaration of war, the short form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like that you need to sign this little pamphlet. There, okay. Speaking of the president, I actually was not even thinking about the president. So I'm glad you brought it up. But there is one of the president's aides like flubs his lines a couple different times in the movie <laughs> and they just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember what the line is, but and I can't remember which which aid it was for sure. But he was like talking to the president, and he just obviously said the line wrong and corrected himself. <laughs> uh, another good line is: "Is everything okay with the alien spacecraft from Planet Ten, or should we just go ahead and destroy Russia?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm barely holding my fudge. <laughs> oh yeah, I I had that one down too. <laughs> Laugh while you can, monkey boy. <laughs> When the when the blatantly like racist racist stereotype Asian scientist guy that goes holy Toledo, <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about John Lithgow in this movie <laughs> <laughs> as the uh, John Warfin. What's his other name? Yeah. Is I can't Dr. remember. He's like Lad- the main villain. Elizabeth. He's supposed to be the main villain, and he's just chewing the scenery <laughs> in every scene he's in. <laughs> he is so over the top and hilarious and i just like i think about that and then i think about when we saw him in pet cemetery not just a year ago wait was he the old man yeah oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) oh i wish i would have seen this movie first (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) but he is so he's so funny in this movie he has some of the best lines and one of them is like okay so once again we're we're doing spoilers so we're kind of going all over the place but there's these aliens that are what are they called do you have it down uh no okay aliens from planet 10 yeah the aliens from planet planet 10 there's uh so there's like red ones and there's black ones and the red ones are like supposed to be the evil ones or whatever and the black ones are like the ones that are helping out um buckaroo bonsai you know what's funny about that i didn't know there was a difference because i'm colorblind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're okay they're, i couldn't tell i don't i don't think there was a huge difference in their color yeah i mean i, I don't know. I didn't I, notice so it which is good I, only, I mean i'm colorblind so if there's a I big really difference, only picked that's up bad. on that from dialogue if i'm being honest but, i mean i could um, tell who was good and who's bad just by yeah the yeah. dialogue but like yeah visual i didn't notice a difference but john lithgow has a line in this movie where he's literally like he says something like blacks are on this planet he says that <laughs> verbatim <laughs> i like peter weller described john lithgow's accent accent in this movie because he was he when he's like torture scene 
he said mm-hmm. <laughs> they said he had trouble keeping a straight face because he just kept laughing at John Lithgow's <laughs> Italian Martian accent. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in this movie. Yeah, his character's name is John Big Boutet. <laughs> <laughs> they just call his, him like, big one booty. character thing is that he gets mad when people call him big booty. <laughs> it's big booty. All fun their fact names, about all the aliens' names are John because he just made them up, made them up. And I love fun the fact whole... about that. Go ahead. Or fun fact. A fun fact about that. Christopher Lloyd says he would not have gotten his part in Back to the Future if it weren't for this movie. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So if nothing else, we have we can thank this movie for giving us Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, oh man, I was gonna say something, but I f- I forgot. I'll I'll remember it. Looking through my notes here. Oh yeah, how the War of the Worlds was just real. <laughs> yeah. What a great plot oh, thread. Speaking of which, they referenced the Orson Welles wine, wine commercials. commercials. Yes. <laughs> if you have not seen this, folks, look up Orson Welles wine commercial. I laugh so hard. The outtakes. The outtakes, yeah. Orson. Well, I think it'll come up if you look it up. Oh, okay. It is so funny. It's just drunk Orson Welles being difficult. Trying to do a wine commercial. Uh, if you're a Breaking Bad fan or Better Call Saul fan, uh, Jonathan Banks, a.k.a. Mike, is in this movie a much younger version. He is like the insane asylum security guard, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because he's like a security guard slash cop in those uh in those shows and he, he kind of looks the same i mean he does he's not bald but he like his his face is so just like iconic i guess his face <laughs> that's shape. one way to <laughs> praise it um <laughs> yeah and he, like just i didn't recognize him at first until he started like talking and i was like oh my gosh oh, I, he sounds I, like him and then i mean when they show his face like yeah yeah then you but like from like the side i didn't really notice sure uh, I love the part where he just <laughs> the guy comes up behind Peter Weller, Buckaroo Banzai. He's like, Buckaroo Banzai, I'm a friend, <laughs> and then he just kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> the alien. Oh yeah, I that's died. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that also looked so fake. <laughs> Penny Pretty, what a strange, strange uh, plot point she was. Yeah, that's okay. Um, obviously, okay, if you've never seen Vertigo, I will not get into spoilers of Vertigo. Oh, okay. But that whole, that whole plot gave me strong Vertigo vibes. <laughs> Just like, and I mean, it, it's not a spoiler because it doesn't mirror exactly what happens in Vertigo, but it definitely reminded me of it. Why is Jeff Goldblum dressed like, like a cowboy? <laughs> Did I miss that? No, there's no point. Because, like, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is introduced in, like, the first scene. He is, like, talking to uh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai um, when he's, like, giving surgery or whatever. And that's, like, when it's established that Jeff Goldblum is going to join them. And then he's just in a cowboy outfit. I was waiting for it, too. I was waiting for some sort of explanation, but he's just in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> a red cowboy outfit. And Jeff Goldblum's outfit. being Jeff Goldblum in the movie, so, you know. That's fun. Yeah. Was this one of his earlier roles? I mean, he must have been pretty yeah. young. This was before The Fly, so... And, obviously, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I got through all my notes here, I think. So, if there's okay. anything else you want to talk about, feel free yeah, to um, take control. So, Clancy Brown is also in this movie. Um. You may know him as Mr. Krabs. Oh, who is he? 
He was um he was part he was part of the uh like Buckaroo Banzai's crew. And he was like he he dies oh, in the movie. Okay. He's that one. But he's also like you also may know him. He's the the guard from Shawshank and he's in all these other movies and whatnot. He's a very famous actor, but yeah, he's in it. I, there's more I want to say, but I'm trying to remember what it is. I the whole infiltration part of the base at the end of the movie, I was like I thought was really boring. I, did I thought too. that was the most boring part of the movie. Yeah, I, I kind of started zoning out towards the end. It was losing yeah. my attention. This movie dragged on quite a bit towards the end. Yeah. And what that's funny because I thought it was dragging at the beginning, but then I checked and I was like 45 minutes into the movie and I had thought we were like maybe 20 minutes into the movie and I was like okay and I think part of that is is I was spending so much of my time trying to piece together what was (laughs) happening so my brain was like working really hard (laughs) um but it moves at a brisk pace at the beginning like it after the after the uh he goes through the wall or the mountain or whatever you call it that's to the detriment of the movie though because it you there's no time for you to figure out what's happening my dad was telling me um that he and like other people that he knows who's who like this movie they say it took them like a few watches to fully understand what happened in this movie i can imagine yeah yeah because even now like i i get a lot of it and especially i went back and watched some clips to try to remember things for uh, the podcast but there's so much I just don't understand. Like, what was... Uh, Buckaroo Banzai gets, like, this shock. Yeah. where He got... It's, like, a message or something from... It was, like, that from was the, the how the message kind of from the good guys on Planet 10. That how that, yeah. That's how that manifested in him. And then that gave him the ability to recognize other aliens. Yeah. It was kind of... it. it provided the same power that uh the glass sunglasses do in the, in they live john carpenter's movie it was just so like it was weird and then at the end of the movie like the shock revives penny pretty like what yeah sparks were flying in that relationship <laughs> yeah that was that was weird <laughs> very weird um i did kind of find the science interesting of like matter is as just being a bunch of atoms and there's there's gaps within it Mm -hmm. yet it's solid so like what is what's in the gaps and i thought that was like an interesting concept um that they actually explained pretty well for a movie that doesn't explain anything well (laughs) (laughs) so i'm glad that they got that point across Um, yeah that was cool and the fact that it was another dimension that was interesting but i did not understand the whole like press conference thing no and then he's like getting called from the president (laughs) like what also like what was that thing that was attached to the bottom of his car i don't know like egg it's (laughs) i don't know it's it's obviously some alien life form but it's not explained what a weird uh, movie the visual effects in this movie are like bad but kind of in an endearing way it kind of reminded me of like if any if anyone who's listening has well, I know my dad has, um, but has watched Total Recall. Um, that movie is also very like campy and has pretty terrible special effects, but it kind of adds to the like the fun of the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm, sure. 
and like this movie, this movie pioneer, I, I, I shouldn't say pioneers, but it has very early 80s CG in it too, which <laughs> does not hold up at all. I like it when the, they're like spaceships falling out of the sky and then he's just like turns it on and then it just like stops yeah. like before the ground and then they just fly out of there. Nice. The the villain deaths are so just nonchalant. <laughs> you don't even see them die. Like they just blow up. It was very odd. Yeah. What an interesting interesting film. Interesting yeah. recommendation, Scott Sutter. You didn't hate this as much as I thought you did. I You thought I hated it? I I I, th- I thought you were going to hate it. Really? No, I I it was enjoyable. Yeah. I I didn't love it, but maybe it's one of those maybe i would on rewatches i think like it's just like getting through all of the plot and all the other minor like grievances i have is a little bit much for this movie yeah for me it drags a little bit for me the beginning was like is anything gonna happen (laughs) like yeah (laughs) it just felt super meandering um but that like there's a bit in there (laughs) <laughs> I think the more I comprehend, the more I could appreciate this as a cult classic, but I don't know if I'd want to watch it again ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's extraordinary, extraordinarily silly if you if you just want like a silly 80s sci-fi movie. I think it's worth watching on. once with like a group of friends. Yeah. And oh, I <laughs> can't the, the end credits scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dance number or whatever. Gotta it's love so the dance weird. number. It's... <laughs> Anything else, Holden? No, I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. If we didn't cover some part of the movie that you wanted us to cover, for those of you who have seen it, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Let's be honest. A lot of you have not seen this movie. Let's give our ratings, I guess. Oh, yeah, our ratings. What am I going to give this movie? I don't know. Three out of (laughs) ten. Really? That bad? I figured it was going to be higher than that. Well... It's not a good movie, but like I enjoyed it. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's because it's hard for me. I I think most of what was conveyed in this movie was like the intention of the film, um, and like everyone involved. Kind of aside from like the plot and things, I think like they were just trying to make like this corny, stupid sci-fi movie. So I kind of want to give it like a six. All right, five and a half for a six. I like. It is very enjoyable, but it is very, very hard to watch, especially on first first time through. Yeah, like I think it, it it's like I think it is intentionally supposed to be campy and bad, but like mm-hmm. it's also just a little bad <laughs> too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, like it's intentionally bad, but it, then it's also just bad. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I enjoyed it. I had a good time, but like I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to a lot of people sure there you go holden i got a random segment are you ready to go i'm ready for random segment man i was wondering if you're gonna have it so let's do it all right holden i know scott sutter is gonna appreciate this okay because he's been complaining that tom's it's not rapid fire nor is it a game (laughs) so i got a game for you here scott and it's a game catered specifically to you um and uh you've been complaining scott that the 5 un bill has not been around so the 5 un bill is at stake holden we're gonna test your knowledge of the adventures of buckaroo bonsai with some buckaroo bonsai trivia 
Oh my god. Well, okay. So how's this working? The, I have nine questions here. The end. Okay. It's true or false. It is trivia about Buckaroo Banzai. You're gonna get the first one right. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got to get five out of nine in order to retain the five you win, Bill. All right. Play all along, right. listeners. If you haven't seen the movie, who cares? <laughs> It'll be fun anyway. Hold it. Number one, Jamie Lee Curtis, the scream queen herself, played Buckaroo Banzai's <laughs> mother in a flashback sequence, but the scene was cut from the film. True or false? Very true. I did. I saw that. Scene. Yeah. I didn't know. I forgot that your dad would have the extended cut. That's. <laughs> So you're on the board. You're one for one. Congratulations. All right. Number two. A sequel to the film called Buckaroo Banzai vs. the World Crime League is teased at the end of the film, though there was never actually any intentions to make another Buckaroo Banzai movie. True or false? True. That is false, Holden. They were planning on making another what? movie, but it this movie did not do well at the box, box office. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. Well, then my dad lied to me because he definitely told me that that was the case yesterday when we watched it. That they did not. That they were not going to make another one. Yeah, that they weren't intending to. That's so Scott Sutter. That's on you. He got that one wrong. Then, I mean, you can look it up and contest it later, I guess. But you're one no, for two. It's okay. it's okay. You're still on pace to be be all right. Number three. Yoyodyne.com. Yoyodyne.com is the official fan site for the film. True or false? True. Is that your final answer? Wait. Um, no. False. It's true, Olin. Yoyodyne.com is the official fan site for the film. That okay, that's because Yoyodyne is like used in a lot of things like that's not just a buckaroo bonsai thing oh that's too bad holden you're one for in three. fact apparently apparently uh on the enterprise in star trek the next generation uh it says that it was made by yo-yo dine that is um i think that's a different ship it's like the uss something i because i stumbled across i don't know i stumbled I'm across that and i don't know star trek. that together speaking of star trek holden the oscillation overthruster prop from the film was reused for an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. True, true. or false? True? Yes. That is true, Holden. You're two for four. Okay. My dad did tell me that one, too. He's just... Inf- he's giving me all these, Jimmy. Yeah, well, this is... What- but some of them are just wrong that he gives me. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. The original director of cinematography of the film was Jordan Cronenworth... The same director of photography who shot the sci-fi classic Blade Runner. Cronenworth actually shot half of the film before being replaced. True or false, Holden? Mm. Does this have a Blade Runner look to it? Or at least half of it? True. It is true, Holden. You're three for five. I was going to say, that seems like one that you wouldn't make up. Well, there was a lot of... Maybe he shot the whole thing and wasn't replaced. There we go. All right, you're three for five. Number six. After he escapes the asylum, John Warfin, the film's main villain, is not seen again for over 40 minutes or approximately 40% of the film's runtime. True, true or false? That is true because I was wondering that while watching I, it. Yeah, because I was, uh, I think I asked, I, I watched it with my dad. I keep bringing him up, but I mean, I did watch it with him. He, uh, I asked him, like, during that 40 minutes, I'm like, what happened to John Lipka? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like the leader of the aliens. I'm like, 
what am I? I'm not supposed to know that yet. Like, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I wasn't supposed to know that. All right, Holden, you just need one more of uh, these last three and you'll be yes. good. Yes. All right, number seven. Both Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton were considered for the role of Buckaroo Bonsai. True or false? False. That's true, apparently. Really? Yeah. Wow. There you go. That would have been the Toms themselves. Well, one Tom and Michael Keaton, who's not yeah. named Tom. <laughs> All right. Well, now you can, you got to get one of these last two, Holden. All right. When filming the end credits sequence in which the cast walks around a dry Los Angeles aqueduct, the cast had to dance to Michael Jackson's Beat It because the composer had yet to compose the music for the sequence and Beat It had the same uh tempo as the song he was composing or he planned on composing is that true or false holden true it's false because it was billy joel's uptown girl god you fool (laughs) i was like they had to be dancing to something else (laughs) all right Holden, you got to get this last one or the five un bills coming back to me all right number nine winner take all the Rotten Tomatoes critic score and audience score are both exactly 69% for the adventures, adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the 8th dimension. True or false? False. Holden, that is true. You have to give me the 5 are UN sh- bill. Really? Yeah, it is. I'm going to double. I'm going to verify that because I'm pretty sure I had looked at that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm going. I'm on Chrome, so I'm at risk of uh, of stopping the recording. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. you ha- All you had to do was get one of the last three. You got them all wrong. Well, Scott Sutter, I bet, got got them all right. Except the I'm one sure. you, except for the one except he lied. Except for the one he told me wrong. So, sorry about that, Holden. <sighs> that, okay. that sweet 5 UN's heading back to me. I'm 73 cents richer. <laughs> yep it'll symbolically be with you because i don't want to pay for the <laughs> i think you better pay for the postage yeah. there sucker no. nah. all right let's talk about extraction extraction son extraction new netflix movie um directed by sam uh Yargrave, Sam Hargrave, boom. Yes, it's his directorial. It's his directorial debut. He had yes. worked on a lot of stunts for uh, Marvel the, movies. Yeah, Marvel movies, Russo brother films. So yes, and one of the Russo brothers wrote this movie. Co-wrote it, I believe. Co-wrote it or something, and produced um, it along with Chris Hemsworth. Y- yes. Um. So it is a action movie on Netflix about. Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth is this like mercenary who is hired to rescue this drug lord's son from a rival drug lord in Bangladesh. Oh, I get the the drug lord uh, whose son it is. He's in India, um, but the rival one is in Bangladesh, and so uh, Chris Hemsworth has to go get that son and get him back safely, and that's the plot. <laughs> yeah, most of it takes place in India. It's a cool setting. Dhaka, mm-hmm. India. Um, yeah. The This will be our non-spoilers. Non-spoiler review, of course. Um, holding strengths of the film, in your opinion. Okay. Um, the plot. 
That's a strength. <laughs> no. <laughs> I asked you. For, okay. Obviously not. Um. Yeah. Okay. So strengths of this movie. Um. Obviously, uh, the thing everyone is talking about is the action in this movie. It is by far the standout part of this movie. Um, the choreography choreography for it is great. The cinematography, just the way it's being filmed, for a lot of it is very impressive and kind of makes me wish the rest of the movie was filmed so creatively. And it's just very exciting. It's very brutal. It's very visceral. It's really cool. Yeah. And honestly makes the movie. Yeah, it does. It really... The- this movie is made by the fact of the execution of the action sequences. Particularly, there is an extended one or, a, you know, a manufactured continuous take, meaning that they yes. took a lot of different takes and stitched them together kind of in the fashion of 1917 to make it look like one shot. There's about a, like an 11 to 12 minute piece mm-hmm. at the end of the first act that is phenomenal. It's sad that the movie peaks that early, <laughs> like because like I wouldn't say that like the rest of the movie is completely uninteresting, but like that is by far the best part of the movie is that twelve minute scene. Oh yeah, and I mean, and it's just there's and it's there's no shame like, in it because it's that good too. Like it is yeah. exceptional. Yeah, it's great, and like the edits. A lot of the edits, some of them are pretty obvious for like where you you would edit. Yeah, it's um, obvious, but it's well done. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and even like, I mean, I was kind of looking for it, but most of them, I don't think anyone would notice at all. I think you're just so caught up in the action that it's just cool. Like one of my, I think my yeah. favorite transition was when it went through the car window. That was really yes. impressive. I'm like, Jesus, I like have no idea how they would have done that. Yeah, it would have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but from that standpoint, I'm like, dang, that is so impressive. Well, uh, we'll spoil that or we'll talk about that more in depth in spoilers i think mm-hmm. yeah but for me if you so i just uploaded my non-spoiler review to youtube today um which i kind of want to be doing with all the newer releases not necessarily when we review an old movie but newer movies um so my biggest critique i think with the film is that there's just that there's it's just the action <laughs> i mean like mm-hmm. that's the strength there's there's no depth to this movie. Nope. <laughs> the plot is not that interesting. No. The, the most motivations of the are very generic. Most of the movie isn't filmed in an interesting way. It's just kind of like generic action thriller aside from those scenes. I didn't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like boring, but... Yeah. Like, I think this movie is still really entertaining throughout. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. it really bogs down at all. Um, like, even when it slows down when kind of David Harbour shows up, I think there's enough interest and tension within yeah. that scene. And I actually think David Harbour's character um, brings the only element of complexity, really, to this, saying that yeah. there's another perception of how to de- handle the situation. And I honestly think I agree with him for the most part i do too i think um <laughs> i wonder if you're supposed to uh i think he makes great points um and i think <laughs> my biggest biggest problem with this in the with this film and i i talk about it in my non-spoiler review on youtube but it's just like it contradicts itself 
it it says that like I talk about aimless violence and just how uh, like the so the boy is talking to Chris Hemsworth about how his father has killed people and how he thinks that like think about that like that ruined their families those people you know had loved ones what happened to them mm-hmm. and like it's this kind of moment of re- revelation but <laughs> but then that's followed up with you know them going out and Chris Hemsworth going out and killing a bunch of people in order to try <laughs> to save this kid's life. It's like, I don't, yeah. you didn't really learn from that and you're ruining all these people's families. So it's like you made this point, but then you act like you didn't learn this point. And I think that contradicts itself. Um, and it just is I, a lack of self-awareness on b- the behalf of the script. I think it's also just like a tonal decision because the movie, as I said, is very brutal with its violence. I think there is a way you could spin it for like, so it's not like hypocritical and still have the violence. But the issue is, is like the movie is very showy with its violence and it's like definitely what the movie was made for. And so like having these big set piece and like well choreographed scenes where like that is the draw does uh, does do what you said and contradicts some of the messages of the movie yeah i think it's just hard to buy into chris hemsworth character's motivation in this Mm. whereas i mean in john wick you have the dog (laughs) yeah um so that makes sense um this one they just give him the most cliche backstory that's just so predictable and just it felt so formulaic to me yeah and this movie it it you mentioned John Wick. It's drawing a lot of comparisons to John Wick just in terms of like, well, it's being directed by this like previous stunt guy and, you know, like action is the big focal point of it. But it's not as good as John Wick, but it's also not the same as John Wick. Like, I think it's pretty different. And just because it has well choreographed action doesn't mean it has to draw comparisons to John Wick. But I still think John Wick is just a much more interesting and entertaining movie in general. Um, I would say I liked this movie better than the original John Wick. Um, no, that's false. That's I think wrong. that John Wick has a better style than this movie. But in terms yeah. of just like overall enjoyment, um, I know I'm in the extreme minority here, I'm sure. And I'm just in the minority in general thinking the first John Wick is the worst of the three. So I understand that people are going to disagree with that. Um, that's my stance. I'm sorry. I've seen all three of them. So that's I. I definitely enjoyed two and three a lot more than one. Um, I just think you know, I like the style of John Wick one. Um, but I, I think this movie the the continuous take, the, just how impressive technically it was. The story is definitely not as good. No. I won't lie with you there, or I won't, won't lie to you there. But um. I think just the, the overall the story is action pr- enjoyment, I preferred Extraction over the first John Wick movie. The story is pretty much just take any like straight to DVD action thriller that you can think of. And that's kind of the plot. And that's like, obviously this movie is much better than those, but that's just kind of the level that we're working with. Um, and I think it's written better than those movies too, but mostly because you have like the one of the Russo brothers working on that. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth as a performance is fine. Like, yeah, he's good. I think he really, I mean, he shines in the action because he does <clears> almost <throat> all of his own stunts or at least appears to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
there's a couple of serious moments. He was fine in those. Mm. Cries a little bit. <laughs> um, but like a lot of the side characters, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we can talk more about those in spoilers. I don't want to drone on too long in the non-spoiler review. Um, do you have anything else to add before we kind of give our ratings and move on to spoilers? Nope. I always like mentioning soundtrack, I guess, but it's pretty generic. <laughs> yeah, I, there were points where I didn't like it and there were points where I did. Um, so I don't really remember making note of it aside from thinking... Yep, this is probably going to be released on Spotify and I will never listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't you're not going to be listening to this soundtrack later definitely. It's not it's not a good soundtrack. It's pretty run of the mill. All right, you ready for your rating, Holden? Yep. I already know mine cuz I gave it in my my YouTube video. I will give this movie a 5. You're going to give it a 5? Oh my gosh. I just Yeah, I mean I think the action is really what stands out. And yeah, I mean, like you got the actors who are doing it well, but everything else is just so bland. Wow. And, You're going to just, like, I gave this movie an eight. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I mean like, I, but that's like, that I is, think, I, I think it's definitely weighted because of the, like it is, I am so in awe of the action and the technical mm-hmm. and that one specifically that that makes yeah. like that filmmaking aspect of it, the technical side is phenomenal. And like that is complete. That's like in a 12 out of 10. And then like the, all the other stuff is like a five out of 10, you know, <laughs> it kind of evens think, out. Well, so. yeah, I think, I think everything else is just like competent to bad. And so that's why, like, as much as I, as much as I love the action, I'm trying to just be fair with the whole movie. here. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, for me, this is one of those things that, like, I think it's just, if you like action movies, this is a very, very solid action movie. Yeah. Or if you don't care about the movie, just find that 12-minute sequence. Yeah. I, I you really it's don't worth need the price of, It's worth the price of admission. Which is free if you have Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready for spoilers? Yeah. One thing I just want to say here is that this movie has 15 minutes of credits. <laughs> yes, I noticed that too because I was uh, I I said I did it for Buckaroo Banzai, but I did it for this movie too. I kind of this movie I mostly flipped through the action scenes again to kind of look just watch them again, and I was like getting towards the end of the movie and it gets to like the climactic bit. And I'm like. This doesn't like I'm looking at the scrolly little timeline thing. I'm like, this does not line up like this should be a lot later. And then it gets to, like there's a whole chunk that's 15 minutes. I could not believe it. I it's don't longer understand. than an Avengers movie credits. I don't understand <laughs> why it's that long. Do they just move by slowly? I, or what? I don't know. It's just I did. I mean, I didn't stay 15 watch them, minutes. It's like, Jeez. yeah, they had to play out that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name everyone in the orca- in the studio orchestra. Yeah, even then, you know, flash them up one yeah. by one for 10 seconds at a time. Um, that I just thought that was very interesting because I was like, oh, I got some time left on this movie. It's really not very long. No, it's not. I That's what, one thing I did appreciate this is I thought it was paced very well. Like, I didn't think it bogged down at all. The slower section is no. the David Harbour stuff. And I thought that was an interesting kind of yeah. shift in terms of tone 
Um, yeah, I guess the pacing is the pacing is pretty good. Like, cause I I actually watched the first half of this movie, first hour I guess, so more than the first half on the while well, walking on the treadmill, which is interesting because I thought that would make the movie feel slower, but you know it just whizzed by, especially <laughs> with that one that twelve minute oneer in there. But yeah, so I so I appreciated that about it. Um, Do you like how his name is Tyler Rake oh, and he yeah. kills someone with a rake? I for, I didn't re, I guess I didn't realize that we forgot to just <laughs> mention his name was Tyler Rake in the non spoiler review, which is a terrible name, the most generic action like name. Not it's even just like not. It's just a bad like I would have taken like, a generic action name. To me, it's like I to me it seems very generic because you're just like you take like a normal first name and then you just add a really really stupid last name. That's like how a lot of action or a one a one syllable shorts. You know. Yeah. But I made a point of that my non-spoiler review on YouTube. I was like, Tyler Rake? Like, what? What is that? Yeah, but he kills someone. He kills actually two people with a rake. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> Guess I didn't pick up on that subtlety, Holden. <laughs> uh, the first action scene is pretty good. And I think sets the tone for the rest of the action scenes in the movie. Um, very brutal. Um, I think it's probably... It has some of the like cringiest deaths in it is this the like, one is like, this the one in like the room full of people yeah 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 because he like he does he slams a guy's a guy's head on a rake he kills a guy with a table by kicking a table into his head yeah it's and there's just a bunch of things like that where it's it's mostly him with his fists and just kind of finding things around the room but that one I'm pretty sure is all Chris Hemsworth for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't look into it. Yeah. Side characters. Um, we had what s- side characters? There's quite a few. Yeah, there are. There's too many. There's too many. That's the problem. Um, I thought the the most interesting one that I don't necessarily I was confused about exactly who they were for a bit of it was Sanju. Yeah. I thought he was interesting because I guess they ended up being on the same side. Yeah, but it was it was kind of like this rivalry thing for a lot of the movie, this rivalry dynamic. But then, like, he just joins them, which I mean, ha- it's not an uncommon thing. And it's like a real Hobbs and Shaw moment. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, this is better than that movie. Don't tell me you gave Hobbs and Shaw a higher score than this movie. I think I retroactively brought that movie down. I don't know feel like you gave maybe it higher it, than a 5 out of 10, though. All right. Maybe I'll give this a 6 out of 10. There you go. Hold on. I'll give it the same as Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That seems about right. <laughs> um, Yeah, I thought his character was interesting. Um, Kind of his gray area. I mean, he was a good action part. The whole rivalry thing was cool. The one I think was unnecessary was like the whole bad kid guy who's gonna yeah. cut off his fingers like i didn't need that whole storyline like, he was kind of annoying he just kind of showed up and we're like like we get that this drug lord like threatened you or whatever but he seems way too into wanting to kill chris hemsworth yeah kind of out of nowhere like this guy was gonna make you cut off your fingers and then you're like worshiping him yeah weird um the whole the lady i don't remember her character's name i don't either she shoots down a helicopter. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I got to mention, did you get Uncharted vibes from this kind of in and out? 
I got some yes. Uncharted vibes. I was like, hundred percent. Was like, Sam Harborough, you should have been the guy for the Uncharted spinoff. Yes, because it, it felt like Uncharted to me. Yeah, I was like, and I can't remember. There was one scene in particular where it felt like that. Well, like the whole one, like the whole chase thing, is like Uncharted. Like if you think about yeah. Uncharted Four with the whole like convoy chase, mm-hmm. that's a oneer. I mean, it is if you think about it. Yeah. Um, so very similar in that regard. And that I was like, wow, this, this is how an uncharted movie should be made. So like if he gets signed on for a sequel, um, or if, you know, they, the first movie loses its director again, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he should be sign this man up because he can do that. Just have someone, have someone nail down the script for him. We can talk about the Warner a little bit because we've kind of been dancing around it. Okay. In the Warner there's the part where they jump from roof to roof, you know? Uh-huh. And like <laughs> the cameraman jumps after him, and which I think is kind of funny cuz like it it's very obvious that the cameraman had to jump too. But you like they didn't edit out the sound of the cameraman landing, so there's oh, just I didn't another landing that. sound. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah. I might just go back and rewatch that one or honestly. Yeah, I mean that's what I did today cuz I guess it was one of those things I didn't realize it at first, you know, like the first couple minutes. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, wait, this is one continuous take. Well, I knew I knew that was in the movie because that's kind of what had been sold to me as. And in fact, one of our uh, patrons, uh, Teague Schultz, who will be doing their listener requests next week, he actually suggested this movie to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, a lot of people are watching it. So but anyway, he it, he was he mentioned that there was like this really cool uh, one uh, one shot in this and so i was anticipating it but it still caught me off guard too yeah um let me think anything else i want to say uh that whole sniper guy at the end another unnecessary character yeah he's like he's like a colonel or something but he's just like shooting people he never wields his like his <laughs> powers of authority over anyone really yeah i don't know it this movie kind of felt like it got bigger than it actually would have in real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also the effects, like you can tell what they did for real explosions. Mm-hmm. They actually did. And then the visual effects, <laughs> <laughs> there's a very stark line in between those. I like when uh Chris Hemsworth gets hit by a car and then the other guy gets hit by a car <laughs> like immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add before we go into what are you doing? Mm, no, I think it's a solid watch if if you just are, you want some action, do it. Classic Holden recommending it in the, <laughs> in the spoiler section. Yeah. All right, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing, Jimmy? Uh, so I actually re- I, I, I started watching the Harry Potter movies again this week. I had a real itch in for it. I'd been wanting to rewatch them for a while because it's been quite a long time. And so I'm kind of going through them one by one. And my youngest brother, who I don't think has seen all of them before, he's watching them with Ooh, me. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah. And so we're, we just made it through prisoner of azkaban i think we're gonna watch the best Goblet one of Fire tomorrow night yeah it, it it still is the best one jimmy now you're about I to watch the that. next the best one holden no 
Okay, you would agree with Xander. Xander thinks Goblet of... Well, I, I'm not sure if he thinks it's the best, but he likes it the best. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, But it was it was very interesting. The first one, I didn't realize like how poorly paced the first movie is. Because it's like... It, the whole movie is like world building, and then the last like 30 minutes is plot. Really? Yeah. I it, guess... Like, I don't think t- I've seen the first one since right after i read the book in like fourth okay. grade it's like it's like a solid movie still and i mean Fifth i don't think grade. any of them are bad by any means but it's maybe the worst one i might get attacked for saying that but like i would just, imagine it's got to be the worst one right which yeah. other one would be worse maybe the second i no, think the second the one's better one, than the first one one and two are like very similar they even have like very similar plots and i made note of that when i was watching it like they share two echoes just a lot of what one does but i think two's just better overall you don't have to deal with all the world building and everything that's added is just it doesn't take up a lot of time in the movie but i still think three is the best one i think three three i didn't realize has this really absurdist sense of humor that i don't think any of the other ones the first two definitely didn't have and i highly doubt the other ones once they start getting darker will have it's very weird but well, I well yeah it's like that it. alfonso Cuaron, man um and of course it looks beautiful because it's alfonso Cuaron too but then i what was oh i i watched the movie miracle jimmy oh sure the miracle on ice yeah i wouldn't was, i can't exp- i wouldn't have anticipated you watching that movie i don't think i've so seen I watched the entirety it. of it okay i watched it because i had to do it for a class there we go <laughs> i was like yep. <laughs> i don't imagine you just sitting down and watching this movie nope it was boring it was so boring it's like two hours and 20 minutes long (laughs) and it's this just generic disney like sports biopic that follows all the numbers of every other sports movie that i've seen admittedly i haven't seen tons but it still follows the ones that i've seen and it's it i i made the comparison to uh i think one of my brothers that like sports movies and musician movies have like one set formula <laughs> for each genre and like but the difference is, is like i'm interested in music <laughs> like, <laughs> like at least i get some good music that i'm interested in out of musician biopics and i just it was i think the story is very interesting and i thought reading about it more after was a lot more interesting than watching the movie I don't know. I think we should watch Little Big League about the Minnesota Twins, where no. where where a, where a kid's his grandpa owns the Minnesota Twins and then he dies and he and the kid inherits it, and he fires the manager and makes himself the manager of the Minnesota Twins. Is that real? It is real. And my my former baseball coach is an extra in one of the scenes oh in like the God. clubhouse as one of the players. And like he he walks by the camera, and he looks directly into the camera in the background. <laughs> I know I know someone out there listening is going to do this, since I'm going to say this, but please don't recommend any sports movies. <laughs> uh, I think a movie that you may actually appreciate, Holden, that we might have to review. It's my I probably my favorite sports movie, or it's it was nominated for best picture, uh, Moneyball. Uh, oh yeah, I've heard that's good. Brad Pitt, Jonah like Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Chris Pratt. Um, back before Chris Pratt was really famous, um, and Jonah Hill really for that matter, I think that was right when Jonah Hill was taking off. Um, that one's really good about kind of, and it's kind of the shift in baseball from like, kind of like coaching with your gut and scouting 
people with your gut with using like data analytics and all that and Mm -hmm. how like this the oakland athletics who have no money uh, kind of built a team using analytics they also don't talk about all the great pitchers they had and all that but you know that's whatever (laughs) nice (laughs) um nice that's a that might be worth watching as a sports movie because it's just a good movie yeah um so maybe that i yeah, I mean, I I came to I also came to the conclusion after watching that that I had previously considered documentaries to be the genre that I'm not super into. But I after like thinking about it, I'm like I don't think I've seen a documentary recently that I don't like or at least don't find interesting in some regard. So I think now that genre that I don't want to watch is sports movies. So yeah, been replaced documentaries. I see. I like documentaries. I just never really seek them out usually. Yeah. Usually I have to get one recommended to me, um, but but I, I like them when I see them. I do too. I should watch more of them, honestly. And then my biggest piece of news this week, Jimmy, is that <laughs> I beat Half-Life Alex. Oh my God, Jimmy. Incredible. I, I mean, I had started playing it last week uh, when we had recorded and it was good. It was very good. I enjoyed it. But I think the second half is where it just gets, it ramps up and becomes so much better and it becomes everything that I wanted it to be. Um, narratively, the ending is incredible. I texted Jimmy saying my mouth was agape for quite a long time. I may have said like 30 minutes, which is probably accurate. 45 minutes, I think you said. 45 minutes, okay. But like the ending, like sequence, like gameplay sequences, probably the whole last 45 minutes, like I texted you, just in general, is so incredible. And it like, the implications for the story on, on a whole, like, even though it's a, technically a prequel to Half-Life 2, you definitely need to play all of them before you play that one because you will not get the same amount of impact out of it if you haven't played all the other games. So, yeah, very good. Cannot recommend that enough. I think, I know I had been working on, like, a Half-Life video on and off, and I think once I get more time, I'm actually going to do an Alex review first because I think I would, I just want to get my feelings for that yeah if, if anything just jot down some ideas like just notes yeah. right now so you yeah. don't forget what you want to talk about sort of stuff yes so that'll probably be coming and then i uh, since then i've been kind of taking a little bit of a step back from vr i've still been playing um beat saber and stuff but i actually they're on the star wars um sales that they were having everywhere i bought on steam the entire jedi knight game series oh, collection sure. um and so that includes like five games from the late 90s, early 2000s that are like first person shooters and all pretty well received. It actually I'm playing the first one, which is just called Star Wars Dark Forces. And it's like a in style of the original Doom games. But that was actually the canon uh, way that the Death Star plans were stolen for a while. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been up until uh, up until Disney bought Star Wars. So that the death star plans are stolen in that game it's pretty it's pretty cool it's actually like for a game that you know runs on like a doom engine it has like cutscenes and like some voice acting that is pretty good there's like a darth vader it's not james earl jones but he does a pretty good job of impersonating the voice it's it's cool nice yeah nice. but jimmy you're yes you now still chugging away <laughs> assassin's creed odyssey the juggernaut that will never end you know initially i was like because when i bought it you could either buy the the game for 15 dollars or like the gold edition with all the dlc for 25 dollars mm. and i when i i it was they were doing like the free weekend or whatever to try it out 
and I bought it and I was like, this is great. I'm having so much fun. I was like, got into like 20 hours into it. I'm like, man, why did I not buy the gold edition? Cause not, then you had to buy the season pass, which like on sale was like another $20. Um, now I'm like, thank goodness I did not buy it because <laughs> there's no way I can do like, it's, I love it. It's great. Like, I don't think yeah. it's like the greatest game ever, but it's just like for, it's just fun. It's just fun for what it is. Okay. No, Wait, it's, so you don't, you don't have the expansions. No, for it? I don't. Okay. Um, I, so I was reading that apparently Valhalla might tie into one of the expansions. I honestly, I'm not playing it for the, the overarching story. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, I guess who is, but like now I'm like, man, cause I was initially like, I'm going to play origins too. And origins is on sale for $15. I'm like, man, I want to check out like the world, especially since I'll be teaching about, you know, ancient Egypt, I guess it's mm-hmm. Ptolemaic Egypt, but essentially the same thing. Um, but like now I'm like, man, yeah, I'm obviously just, it's that I'm just burned out. <laughs> like it's good, but like, it's just too long. And I think I, I, maybe I'll make a video about this, but this was kind of my issue with like a game like the Witcher three as well. And I think a credit to something like, I don't remember this being as big of a thing in horizon zero Dawn, but like the open world thing of you get to the next part of the campaign and it's like, Oh wait! Before you do this, I need you to do these three things. Yeah. I freaking hate that. Yeah, Horizon didn't really do. Horizon that. really doesn't do that, which I think is interesting because that's like a pretty massive open world. Yeah. Yet I think I platinumed that in like forty-ish hours. Yeah, it's not too hard to platinum. And the story is like twenty hours. Yeah. Whereas this, I am still determined to platinum assassin's creed odyssey because it's pretty it's pretty doable honestly like and there's a there's like five percent of people have platinum that game which is (laughs) incredible if you consider how big it is like it's pretty doable um and i won't have to do that much more once i finish the story but yeah oh man we'll see hopefully i can recharge by the time valhalla comes out also ghost of the ghost of tsushima if that's any good and i need to finish the witcher 3 still so I just wanted to replay the last and of last Man. of us too. So, well, my thing is I'm just, I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to play anything before the last of us two comes out. I mean, other than the last of us replaying that. Yeah. Because LA noir, the VR case files is on sale and I've had that LA noir itch for some reason. I keep buying games on sale and I'm like, when am I going to have time to play these? I just, I, uh, me and my brother bought resident evil five cause it's like co-op. And so we decided we'd buy it and play through it on PS4 because that's on sale. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we're just like, we've played it once and haven't found a lot of time since. So, yeah, I I perfectly understand your predicament. Yeah. Too many good games, man. Yeah. It's a good predicament to have. All right. I think that's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else that's noteworthy to talk about. Uh, no, I don't think there's anything more. All right. For me. Another episode in the books. Holden, are you going to take us home? Yeah. So um, next week, we will be doing our review of Stargate. Um, thank you, Teague, for that Patreon uh, idea. Um, so Stargate, it's a 90s movie. Um, I don't know much about it other than it spawned some TV shows off of it. So we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, and then for our other movie, we'll figure it out, I suppose. Yeah, and then we also did get another uh, request on iTunes. Um, yes. My Life as Zucchini. So that'll be, is that two weeks from now? Or do we have another one in between those? No, I think that's our two weeks from now. All right, so, so be, yeah. we be getting those reviews and buckos. Yeah, keep on requesting it uh, as we're getting down to the end of the queue. We're obviously... You know, holding up our end of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason. We're coming up with movies every week. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're actually reviewing your requests, so. Yeah, yeah. So. For, for whatever reason. <laughs> so we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. We'll see you then. Bye. Love you. Adios, pantalones.